and it's from the book of Revelations, chapter 5, verses 1 to 14. Revelations, chapter 5, verses 1 to 14. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The, live, the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading and hearing of his word. Amen. Would you join us? The ground began to shake. The stone was rolled away. His perfect love could not be overcome. No death where is your Now death where is your exurated king. Surrendered you defeated.
Jesus, you are alive and you are alive forevermore. You came on earth to die for our sins, but you are no longer dead. You are alive and you are alive forevermore. We worship you, King of Kings. We glorify your holy name, Lord of Lords. Lamb of God, we adore you this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. This morning, oh Lord, we are asking that you speak to us through your word. Reveal yourself to us as the one who lives forever and ever. Reveal yourself to us as the king of glory. Oh Lord, that in the end we'll be careful to give you the praise, to give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5. It has a lot in there that we as believers, as worshippers, could learn from. But before we look at that chapter, let us scroll back a little bit to Revelation chapter 4. Because the chapters of chapter uh, 4 and 5 we see that John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, had a vision, a vision of heaven. And it is that vision that he had in chapter 4 that continues in chapter 5. So we want to scroll back a little bit to chapter 4 and see what happens. So in John chapter 4, John had a vision. And in the vision, it was like God was pulling back the veil of heaven for us to see and observe worship as it was meant to be. So we are told in Revelation chapter 4 that the inhabitants of heaven 24-7 worshipped God. They never ceased to say day and night that holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and it's, and it's to come. We realize that those in his immediate presence know exactly who he is. And they worship him accordingly. We again see there that they have a high view of God. We see that in heaven, focus is on only one person. On God only. They have a high view of him. And they worship him accordingly. They declare day and night, that their God they worship and our God is above all, is beyond all, and he reigns over all. Again, in that chapter, in verse, verse 8, we see what the four living creatures declare day and night. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Three things they say over here. That God alone is holy. No one else. He is pure without blemish. Number two, they declare in this verse that their God and our God is almighty. That God is omnipotent. That God possesses all power. That no one else has that power. In this world of chaos, where there's always something going on. There is such joy.
for us to know that the God we worship has all power. He has the final say in everything that we do. Amen. Again, the third thing they said in this short verse is that the God they worship and the God we worship is he was and he is and he is to come. They said God who was, who is, and who is to come. They are declaring here that God is unchangeable. God has no beginning. He has no end. No one else can be compared with him. He doesn't rely on anyone for anything. This is the God we serve. He is without beginning. He has no end. He's the unchangeable God. Unchangeable in his ways. Unchangeable in his will. Unchangeable in his character. Unchangeable in his word. This is the God we worship. One other thing we learn in this verse is that we are told that after the four living creatures had worshipped God, the 24 elders also bowed down and worshipped him. Because of time, we will not go over that chapter. But please, read Revelation chapter 4. The zeal of the four living creatures worshipping God affected the 24 elders. That is what worship does. And that is what worship should do. So that when we stand here to lead you into worship, our zeal and the way we worship, nobody should tell you to also worship. It should naturally affect you. Amen. Amen. And so, my people over here, they know it. If you stand here, you bring focus to God and God only. Because in heaven, none else's name was mentioned except God. They did not look to anyone but him. They did not mention anybody else's name but God. Focus was on him. They have a high view of him. And this is for us to learn. That when we come to worship, all focus must be on him. Not on human beings. So what we do here, Sunday after Sunday, should affect your lives. And I always tell them, First, it should affect your life. Your worship should be internalized. It should affect you. And then it will naturally flow to the congregation. And that's exactly what happened in heaven. When we lose our focus and do not help worshipers to focus on Jesus, then we make people watch movies in church. Because they come to church... And they watch us worshiping. But they are not worshiping. That is not what's supposed to be. You are supposed to worship as you, we lead you in worship. Is that not so? Yes. Hallelujah. So it is this vision that John had in chapter 4 that continues in chapter 5, the chapter we read today. But with a new detail. So Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 to 14, continues with John's vision, with worship in heaven, but with something new and exciting. Chapter 5, verse 1 to 4, and let us read that. Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. 
He says, and I saw in the right hand of God who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even look at it. So Revelation chapter 5, the details over there can be broken into three parts. One, there was a dilemma, a very serious problem. Two, there was a solution to that dilemma. And the third thing was that there was a response to that solution. What was the dilemma? That is what we have just read. In the hands of the king of heaven, God himself, was a scroll, a book. We are told that in John's days, books were written on scrolls, 30 feet long. In the hands of God, the king of heaven, was one of these scrolls. That book being in the hand of God tells a lot. What could it be? It could be a decree from him. God himself. It could represent his plan for the world. That scroll could represent a plan to bring ultimate justice to the earth. Or it could even be the gospel and God's plan and promise of salvation. All locked up in that scroll and no one could open it. A dilemma. A problem. And so when John saw that, Bible tells us that he wept greatly. Why? Because no one was found worthy to open that scroll. Now, three things about that scroll. Three truths about the scroll. Number one, the scroll was in God's hands. It is his word. It is true and it is genuine and carries his authority. The second thing about the scroll was that it is written inside and outside and it is complete, lacking nothing and nothing more is ever to be added to it. The third thing is that that scroll was sealed and in those days we are told the scrolls were sealed with clay or wax. That scroll was sealed with seven seals perfectly sealed. The word cannot be released until someone fulfills the condition laid down by God himself in order to gain the right to open the book and release its messages. And so the search began because that scroll needs to be opened. So they began to search. They searched in heaven amongst heaven's angels. They searched on earth amongst earth's population. They searched under the earth amongst the dead. But no one was found who is worthy to open the scroll. And so when it seems impossible for justice to be realized, we are told John wept greatly. Because this is a big issue. If you have serious things locked up in that scroll and nobody can open it, then it is a big thing. 
And so John wept. But you see, John did not weep for long. Because we are told in that same chapter that one of the elders came to him and said, John, you cannot weep any longer. Guess what? Because the lion of the tribe of Judah, the son, the root of David, is able to open the scroll. John, do not weep anymore because the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, the offspring of David, is able to open the scroll. Who is the lion of the tribe of Judah? Jesus Christ is. According to Genesis chapter 49, verse 9, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Again, according to um, Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, and Isaiah 11, 1 to 2, Jesus Christ is the root of David, the offspring of David. And so there is no doubt that the lion who is worthy to open the scroll is Jesus himself. So the lion has the key of David. When he opens, no one will be able to shut down. Jesus Christ is called the lion to represent his kingship, to represent his authority, and to represent his power. Amen. Amen. There is no argument that the figure John saw was Jesus. The lion, Jesus, proved himself worthy to break the seals and open the scroll by living a perfect life of obedience to God. The role of Jesus Christ, the lion, will be to lead the battle where Satan is finally defeated. According to Revelation chapter 19, verses 19 to 21. So Jesus, the lion, the one who possesses all power, is able to open the scroll. The role of Jesus, the lion, is to lead his people into battle. So we are told that John was told to look at a lion. But when John saw the lion, it wasn't it. It wasn't a lion. What was it? It was a lamb. Not just a lamb, but a lamb slain. The slain lamb. John looked. He was asked to look at a lamb. A lion, but it wasn't. It was a lamb slain. You see, Christ is seen as the lamb symbolizing his submission to God's will. Jesus Christ is the son of God. He's the lamb of God who was slain for the sin of the whole world. John saw the lamb standing as if slain because he offered himself as a sacrifice for everyone's sin. And so without the Lamb of God, there could be no gospel. Without the Lamb of God, the scroll would have been shut. And you and I would not be sitting here today. Hallelujah. Amen. John saw the Lamb with seven horns. What does the horn represent? Power, authority. And combined with the seven tells us that Jesus Christ has complete power. Amen. Amen. 
Jesus has complete power because he was seen as a lamb with seven horns, symbolizing his power. Even though he was seen as a lamb, Jesus, our Jesus, is not dead now. You and I know it. He is alive, and he is alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Jesus is the one who told his disciples that evening before he was slain, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you would have tribulation. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Christ, the Lamb, was perfect sacrifice for the saints of all. Therefore, only he can save us from the terrible events revealed by the scroll. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, won the greatest battle of all. He defeated all. He defeated all evil forces. He defeated Satan by dying on the cross. Hallelujah. And guess what? Christ, the Lion, is victorious because of what Christ, the Lamb, did on the cross. Hallelujah. I repeat that Christ the lion is victorious because of what Jesus Christ the lamb did on the cross. Hallelujah. And so the solution was found to the dilemma. Jesus Christ, the lamb of God, would be able to open the scroll. John will not weep anymore. So what was the response? When the heaven's angels realized that Jesus will be able to open the scroll, that the solution has been found to that dilemma, we are told in verses 8 to 14, and can we read it please? Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 to 11. It says that now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain. And you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. You see, I like analyzing songs. Because I don't like singing things that I don't understand. So before I sing a song or before I teach a song, I want to understand it. And so analyzing this song that the, 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 the angels sang unto the Lord, I came out with five things. Number one, they are telling us that they are worshiping God, worshiping Jesus, because he was killed. Because Jesus did what no one would do. I mean, if you ask me to die for you, I can't do it. I won't do it. Likewise, you will not do it either, right? But Jesus did. So they said they are worshipping him, one, because he was killed. He died for them. Number two, they said they are worshipping him 
because he redeemed them with his blood. He was willing to shed his precious blood so that you and I will be saved. So that you and I today can confidently walk to God and declare our Father. Jesus was willing to do it. The third thing they said in their song was that he made them kings. Jesus Christ, we worship you because you have made us kings. Well, there was a song that we used to sing here. And it goes like this. Me papa yo hini, me papa yo hini, oh hini yesu banimim. No, you don't know how to do it. Listen, so, so usually when you sing me your hymn, but what do people do? Hey, auntie, be your hymn. You will see. Yes, we used to sing that song. I don't know if we really understood the song we sang. Yes, we are kings because Jesus Christ has made us so. Hallelujah. That is the third, the fourth thing they said is that they are worshipping him because he has made them priests. We are worshipping you, Jesus, because you have made us priests. See, the Bible tells us that his death on the cross makes all believers priests. Oh, I don't think you know that. I don't think you know that you are a priest. If you know that you are a priest, you could also go and pray and ask God, to save you, to do things for you instead of going to other people for them to pray for you. Because you yourself, you are a priest. According to what Jesus did for you, we are priests. Amen. Now the final thing they said in their song was that they are worshipping him because he has appointed them to reign on earth. Oh my goodness. They said he has appointed them to reign on earth. You see, in this world, we are mocked. I don't know, maybe you are not mocked because of your faith. Then maybe you are not telling people that, you, yes, I'm really a follower of Jesus Christ, or Jesus is my Lord. But if you are really living that life, people will mock you. I have gone through it. Man, I had a big sister who was rich. He was, she was our firstborn. And she had a lot of money. And my other sister would go to her and say, Sister, just give me something small. She will not give you. She doesn't know the Lord. She won't give you. And so even before she would take something small and give it to you, she would look at my other sister from head to toe and say, Can you tell me that Jesus Jesus? Mommy! If you are lost here, yeah. I was so sorry, I must see Jesus, Jesus. Who needs to counsel? Some. I like being a Kemini. Jesus, Jesus. You don't have a guy. don't have it. So, so this our big sister will mock us. Because we are always mentioning the name of Jesus. But you see, on her deathbed one day, after interceding for her, Jesus appeared to her. So she looked up all of a sudden when she was about to die and asked, Ah, 
Who has come to take me? Oh, hello, Jesus. That name she would not mention. Is it Jesus? So that same sister, she would size up and down. Went, hey, if it is Jesus, then let us pray. So she, he, he takes you to a better place. Then she agreed. Her last words on this earth was, I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. She couldn't say anything more. That was the end. She closed her eyes and died. Abba fresh in heaven. Yes. So we are mocked. I know you have your story. I know when you go to school. I know when you go to your workplace. I know when you go to your family members. They will mock you. Especially if you don't have money like my other sister. They will mock you. But take heart. Because we are told that we shall reign on this earth. And we will reign with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. We are told that the zeal with which, again, happened in chapter 4, when the four living Christians worshipped, the zeal with which they worshipped affected the 24 elders. The zeal with which the heaven's angels sang this new song affected thousands and thousands and thousands of other believers. So we are told in verse 11, let's read that. Verse 11 of chapter 5 says, Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, to receive riches, to receive wisdom, to receive strength, to receive honor, to receive glory, and to receive blessing. Hallelujah. Now when the seal was opened, all heaven breaks loose in worship. Everybody bow down before the Lamb of God to worship Him. All heaven declares the glory of the risen Lord. Who can compare with the beauty of forever? Yes, the Lamb of all.
have your seats. Yes. The angels of heaven bow down in worship to the one who was slain but lives and lives forevermore. They bow down to the lamb who has power at the same time. So the angels they knew that the struggles were not over yet, but they knew that worship belongs to God and God alone. And as you worship God, you are telling him, I know there is that problem there. I know there is that dilemma, but you are above all. You reign over all. And so I will still worship you. So friends, when you are in trouble, when you are in the deep valley of pain, when you are going through struggles, I will admonish you, sing. Because for me, my life is a life of worship. But I tell people that my father is an airway. I don't understand airway. But my father did something for me that I love so much. He gave me an airway name, Kafui. You can say anything to me, that one, I understand it. Kafui means what? Praise. Praise. That one, I love. The language I can't speak. But when you say kafui, I know what it means. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. So I sing a lot when I'm in crisis. And so I may be in, in trouble. You may see me going through crisis. My life is a life of worship because I know whom I have believed in. So I was telling a testimony at Shashi. There was a time in the U.S. I had serious knee problems. And they kept telling me, you need to have surgery. That one I didn't want to hear. Because when you are in the U.S. and you don't have insurance, you are in trouble. Then you are telling me to go and do surgery. I won't do it. So one day I decided that the whole day I will worship. And so I went about everything, doing, driving, everything I was doing. I was singing one song. Head of thy church triumphant, we joyfully adore. Till thou appear, thy members here shall sing like those in glory. We lift our hearts and
I was weeping and worshiping with this song. So I'll get to a traffic light and I'm still weeping. And you know, Americans, when they see you are driving and weeping, they will say you are emotionally unstable. Bang, 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 they will call the police. There is this woman who is driving, she's crying. I beg you, get her off the streets before she causes trouble. So when I get to the, the traffic light, I wipe my face. And when I leave, oh, and cry aloud and give to God the I was working in a church. I got to the church. There was a staircase. You know, before I climbed the steps, it has to go one after the other. This one and this one will join. And I was holding on to it. This one will go first. This one will join. So when I got down and I was going up, I forgot myself. And then and this one went, hey, I cannot walk on the steps. We lift our hands and is noise in the ears of the devil. So you have the devil all over you. Worship God. The devil will run away from you. Hallelujah. Okay. What will be your response? How would you respond? Everybody is thinking. How would you respond when you think as Jesus? When you think of Jesus and his loving sacrifice and cleansing, how would you respond? When you think of Jesus and of his liberating blood, how would you respond? When you think of Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah, the all-powerful one, the one who has authority and power to deliver you from the hands of your enemies, how would you respond? You see, for me, I'm a nocturnal being. Call me at 1 o'clock, I'm alive. Call me at 2 a.m., I'm still there. Because I like to read at night when everything else is quiet around me. So when I was preparing the sermon one night, I finished around 2 a.m. And then I, I started worshiping. Then around 3, I dozed off. 
Then immediately I had a dream. In the dream, I saw a bed, a big black bed, flying in my bedroom. Hey. And I could hear it. Then it hits against the wall. So in the dream, I woke up. And then when I woke up, I just looked up and I saw that it was the bed. And I said, ah, but what are you doing in my room? What, what do you want here? And slept. Went back to sleep. I did not panic. Few minutes later, it was as if somebody was waking me up. So I got up. And I saw a huge man holding a big club. A stick, big stick, thick one. Then I looked to see if I can find the, the, the bed. It wasn't there. Lo and behold, that huge person had killed the bed with the club he was holding. Not only that, but he put the mouth of the bed on the top of the club and lifted it high like this. See? My Jesus is all-powerful. Remember, when I dozed off, I was worshipping him. So why would you come to my room, moving up and down, doing pak pak pa in my room? What do you want? Jesus' blood that is shed for us. It's able to deliver us from the hands of our enemies. Hallelujah. How are you going to respond? When you think of him as the lamp of God, a lamp who was slain. In John's vision, the lamp, when you think of him, how can a lamp like this save us? What will be your response? What will be your response to that? Would you declare, who would have thought? That a lamp could rescue the souls of men. Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Who would have thought that a lamp could rescue the souls of men?
one thing to believe to believe that Jesus Christ the slain lamb was slain because of you maybe you are here and you cannot raise your hand and say worthy is the lamb that was slain today is your day because whether you like it or not he has been made the righteous judge one day he will judge. Maybe you will not get the chance. Maybe you will not get anyone to intercede for you. To one day 
sit up and see Jesus and ask, is this Jesus who is coming to take me away? Maybe today is your day. Bible says, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. With all heads bowed at this moment, choir singing softly, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Let's go. Worthy. Will you rise up and come over here?